Welcome back to Yang Daily. I'll be your host, Alex Cheney, bringing you all the Yang news you need to live your life right. There's various news out that the hospital crisis is getting worse, as well as Haitian refugees getting turned away at the border. Pfizer claims their vaccines have tested safe for kids. And some celebrity is probably claiming it did unspeakable things to their relatives' nether regions during a gender reveal party that consumed half of California. Who knows? We'll catch up with that next time because the Reborn for the People Act, S1, is back in the Senate, and it's time for some laser focus, gang. Quick shout out to our Tier 3 patrons, Shay Meehan and Nathan Stankowski, as well as all our other patrons. You keep us all informed and engaged. If any of you out there want to join these advocates of humanity first and independent journalism, head on over to patreon.com slash yangdaily. It would only take a couple of bucks a month from each listener to keep this podcast and community going and growing into the future. Now on to the news. Manchin's personalized version of the For the People Act is in the Senate. It's now called the Freedom to Vote Act. The bill would make Election Day a holiday, require 15 days of early voting, including two weekends, expand automatic voter registration and Election Day registration, combat voter suppression laws, create a national security standard for voter-verified paper ballots, implement a national voter ID standard with alternatives like utility bills or bank statements, require voting machines to be made in the U.S., protect election officials from partisan interference, remove the anonymity from dark money, reduce the donor influence of special interests, and ban gerrymandering. So basically what we expected, no public campaign finance, no support for voting reform, But most of the rest of the bill is there, including a lot of democracy reforms that were in Yang's platform, a lot of voter access stuff, a lot of things we need, especially anti-gerrymandering, and also a voter ID measure that's supposed to appease the GOP. Now, if that earns enough Republican votes, I'll eat my math hat, but we should do what we can to change their minds regardless. After they almost inevitably block it with the filibuster, we need to make sure that Biden does like Rolling Stone promised and pressures all Democrats to reform the filibuster so we can get this bill through. Yes, it's that important. It's been a while since I ranted on this, so I will explain the urgency for the newbies out there. Back in 2017, the U.S. was demoted from a full democracy to a flawed democracy for the first time, according to the Economist Intelligence Unit. The EIU every year scores countries on five categories, electoral process and pluralism, civil liberties, government functionality, political participation, and political culture. Nations are then classified as either a full democracy, flawed democracy, hybrid regime, or authoritarian regime. A flawed democracy, as we are now considered, is a country with free elections but weak governance, i.e. the filibuster and hyperpartisanship, an underdeveloped political culture, i.e. uninformed voters due to news media profit incentives and lack of time to consume information from wage slavery, and low levels of political participation, i.e. voter access and voter apathy from lack of real representation and a functioning legislative branch. Surveys by Pew, Gallup, and other polling agencies have confirmed that public confidence in government and in democracy itself has slumped to historic lows in the U.S. after trending downward for decades. And with the decline in approval of democracy has risen approval in authoritarian governments. According to a Pew Research poll from July of 2021, only 17% of people surveyed in 16 other democratic countries believe the U.S. is a good model for democracy, with 57% saying it used to be a good model, but no longer is. 
and that was even lower under Trump. And it's not just the U.S. in decline. Democracy is in crisis the world over. Almost half of 167 countries polled revealed their democracies are weakening. Norway had the best scores from the EU, followed by Iceland, Sweden, New Zealand, and Denmark, while the most autocratic countries were North Korea, Syria, Chad, and the Central African Republic. We were not always this way. We are far more democratic than we started here in the U.S. We fought hard for the rights of women, minorities, the poor, and more. The first half of the 20th century saw many great advances in civil liberties, social welfare, and workers' rights signs of a healthy democracy. But the tables have turned and we are now less democratic than we were half a century ago. We used to have some bipartisan legislators, now we have hyperpartisan politicians spawned from elections where they choose the voters with gerrymandering, artificially guaranteeing their party wins the general election, which leaves a small minority of extreme voters from one party to choose who wins in the primary. Those politicians only care about the extremist voters in their party primary, which incentivizes them to be more partisan and extreme than their primary competitors, pushing both parties, pushing all parties to the far left or right, and squashing hopes of bipartisan cooperation in the middle. But in their job, these politicians are loyal not even to those voters, but to the special interests that fund their campaigns. There used to be many laws against lobbying, but that reversed in the second half of the century when corporations organized extremely successful campaigns to legalize bribery in politics, establishing the means for corporations, special interests, and the rich to pull the strings, resulting in the kleptocracy we now have. Investigations show politicians spend the majority of their time calling these donors for money, instead of listening to or working for voters. And that these groups have immense influence over what laws pass, whereas public opinion has little to no effect on public policy. It is not a representative democracy if the elected representatives do not represent their constituents. And it's not any kind of government if it can't pass laws. This is all very dark and depressing. Yet, politicians are still ultimately elected by the people. In the end, the reason we lack influence in government is because we have collectively allowed our votes to be manipulated by the interest groups and the media and surrendered to political tribalism which is so much easier than being informed and responsible. We have a great many excuses for that, many of them quite legitimate, but that is the bottom line. Until our right to vote is taken, or restricted to the point of being worthless, we still hold the power to change this system. We, as voters, can and must demand that our representatives ban the gerrymandering that disenfranchises voters, expand to multi-member districts, which would almost eliminate gerrymandering itself, and make more parties viable, remove the crippling supermajority requirement from the filibuster, establish non-plurality voting so we can vote for who we want and end up with who the majority wants, also making more parties viable, end primaries so candidates appeal to all voters, wash out special interest money by issuing public campaign finance funds to every American, also making more parties viable, fight voter suppression to defend our constitutional right to vote, ban bribery in all its forms so our politicians are loyal to us. Either they vote for these things or we vote them out and find someone who will. It's that simple. It's just a matter of getting enough voters focused on the right issues on all sides. 
whatever your party, whatever your policy priorities, it starts with having government that executes the will of the voters. But we only have a limited time to make that happen. Democracy will continue to erode without corrective action, and hundreds of experts are already screaming that we are at the point of no return. People will only endure gridlock, oligarchy, and kleptocracy so long before they give up on democracy and turn to authoritarianism, in the desperate hope that it will go their way. The 2020 election was a glaring red flag that we are at the breaking point. It's now or never. Write and call your state and federal representatives, as well as Biden, and tell them to do whatever it takes, including reforming the filibuster, to enact these reforms immediately lest this be the last time there's any point in trying. Equally importantly, get everyone you know to do the same. If you get even two people to act, and they get two people to act, it's an exponential movement that can move mountains. And all we need to move is a Capitol Hill. If you need help informing them on any of this, refer them to the thread linked in the description, which has everything we just talked about, plus much more. It only seems impossible until you do it. And that'll do it for today's Hang Daily. Bookmark and share the Freedom to Vote Act and the Democracy in Crisis thread. Flood Congress with calls, tweets, faxes, and letters using the Resist Bot or Income Movement Easy Contacts below. If you need help, consult Humanity Forward, the Income Movement Aid Database, the Mission Asset Fund, or United Way. And don't forget to Yang Daily.